Be still and know that God is here. Be still and know that God is here. Be still and know that God is here. In the name of the Creator, Redeemer, and Sustainer. Amen. Which parade will we be a part of as we head into Jerusalem with Jesus for the very last time today? You see, there were two parades coming into town on that day. In their now seminal work titled The Last Week, theologians Marcus Borg and John Dominic Crossan remind us of this important and sometimes overlooked part of today's Palm Sunday narrative. They explain that there were two parades. First, one coming from the West. From the West, there is an elaborate royal parade flaunting the unquestionable imperial power of Pontius Pilate, the current Roman governor. It is an exorbitant, outrageous, over-the-top, inflated demonstration of both imperial power and Roman imperial theology. Imperial power oozes out of this parade surrounding Pilate are scores of exquisitely adorned horses, elaborately clad soldiers, all displaying the weapon and power and military might. Their mission was to reinforce their authority during large gatherings in the city, and particularly on this day, the festival of the Passover lest any civil disobedience erupt or perhaps a nonviolent protest or two. Just in case they were there for the purpose of keeping the peace. But that's not all. Imperial theology is also underscored through this display of military might. Remember, according to this theology, the emperor is not simply the ruler of Rome, but also considered the son of God. Through the legacy of previous generations, Pilate's status embodies not only one of a rival social order, but also a rival theology. But at the very same time, on the opposite side of town, over on the east, there was a very different kind of parade taking place. Coming from that side of the town was a simply dressed man, eventually seated on a donkey. To be sure, this is also pre-planned. We hear in the 11th chapter of Mark's Gospel the instructions that Jesus gives his two disciples to make preparations, albeit a little less dramatic but still to go to town and get a donkey, a plan nonetheless. This scene must have been a stark contrast in simplicity and purpose. Here comes one man with no special costume or entourage other than the followers walking by his side. As they walk, people lay down garments and palm branches to minimize the dust, making it hard to see and hard to breathe. This one-man show is void of anything fancy, and yet it too attracts the attention of many onlookers and garners a crowd willing to shout and cheer. 
Riding into town on the donkey is this infamous man, a heretic to some, a prophet and healer to others, and clearly a threat and a nuisance to the religious rulers and the government at the time. The purpose of this East Side Parade couldn't be more different than what was happening over on the West Side. I think this parade is about everything that God wants us to welcome in our lives through the kinship of God. I think this East Side Parade is about what we dream about becoming when we want to speak truth to power and in the myriad ways that we live into our faith, including challenging all systems of oppression, screaming at the top of our lungs these days words that affirm the worth and beauty of all trans kids, of members of both the LGBTQIA community and our BIPOC siblings, reminding us all that we are made in the beloved image of God who cherishes each and every one of us. I think that's what the parade on the east side was all about working together to eradicate judgment, shame, and bias around issues of mental health and addiction, employment, education, housing, and health care, so that all can be seen and heard and loved into wholeness. I think that's what the East Side Parade was all about. This parade is our parade, therefore, a countercultural effort about igniting hope for the oppressed, the lost, the lonely, the least, the abused, all who yearn for social and racial and economic justice and peace and equity and freedom from the parts of the world that still resemble the aspects of oppressiveness of the Roman Empire. This is the parade that inspires me. This is the parade that I want our hearts to align with. It's easy, right? It's a choice that is very apparent. Well, when we imagine ourselves in that moment, are we always on the East Side Parade? Is it obvious where we stand? Or might there be a moment, just a moment, in which we wonder if anyone would notice if we would just sneak over to the West Side just to take a look, just to get a glimpse of what is happening over there. Because honestly, it's tempting to go and check out that parade, isn't it? What's happening over there? I promise I won't stay long. I just want to go take a peek. It's not all bad, right? Don't we just want to go over and take a look? You want to come with me? We'll be right back to this East Side Parade. And that's when it happens. We get over to the other side and somehow we end up staying longer than we had originally intended. Well, maybe not literally, but more clearly in the ways that we respond sometimes to what is happening in the world and in our lives. When we have been silent, using our place of privilege and being absent from speaking out for others who don't have a voice. Well, when we've abdicated our responsibility and decided to hide our truth or love for another, seeking comfort over courage. 
I find myself over on the west side when I have squandered the opportunity to give away love or to help someone or to offer kindness so that someone else might be able to breathe a little bit better. You see, we live in a paradox. We live in the paradox of this situation, this west side, this east side parade. Locating our conflicting needs and wants up against our core values and beliefs at times. The beauty of this moment may in fact be today that there is exquisite clarity. Today, through the picture of these two parades, we are asked to make a choice. We cannot be in both parades. We cannot serve two masters. So which will it be? To follow the pomp and circumstance of Pilate and the West Side Parade will no doubt bring some instant gratification and at least the appearance of success and triumph. And yet we know all too well the ending of that story is not grounded in peace and love, justice and mercy. It is not a sustainable, life-giving choice. To follow the single man on the donkey over here on the east side will lead to its own challenges as well. It will take us into a story of deep violence. It will show us human tragedy. And it will bring us face to face with hypocrisy and eventually an excruciatingly violent death. The difference here is that our ancestors tell us this story goes on and reaches out to us still, calling us to die to self and selfishness in order to be reborn and renewed in new ways that are life-giving. This way of love is grounded in forgiveness and connection to each other and to all of creation. Rarely in our lives are the choices we make so uncomplicated. This East Side Way of Love parade will be hard, yes. But in the end, it will be the path cracking open our hearts and linking our arms as a community of fierce and revolutionary love. Our faith journey includes the gift of choice and intention in order to seek out the narrow, unmarked alley leading to Jesus on his donkey. My prayer for us today is that we will, together, choose the path and the parade that Jesus forges us and longs for us to come to during his last steps. We need each other. We need each other to travel this Holy Week together. We need all of our stories, our love, our uncertainty, our belief, our doubts, our questions, our fears, our faithfulness, our shared tears, and deep affection for one another. Beloved friends, as we begin this Holy Week again this year, may we commit ourselves to following Jesus to and then through the cross. May we trust in the power and the promises of this countercultural, radically inclusive, outrageously generous, and extravagantly compassionate teacher, friend, redeemer, and savior. Let's go over to the east side.
and check out that parade. May it be so.